Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. Today we're talking about how to make a feature film in two days, directing horror royalty and being a working filmmaker. I am Giles Alderson, director of the Dare feature film and World of Darkness feature jockey. Fuck. So close. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um, um, (laughs) How do you fuck yourself up? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Yeah. it's easy, isn't it? Mumbling words, trying to present shit. And World of Darkness feature documentary. Joining me today is Dan Richardson, who is the producer and lead actor in the feature film Retribution and is currently starring in Disney's The Lodge. Hello, Dan. Oh, hi. Hi. How you doing? Great. How are you? Good. How's Olive? How's the dog? She's amazing. Yeah. She's Olive. Olive is just fantastic. She's yeah. um, she's little and she's cute and she gets me stopped in the street. I love that. And she's a dog. Do you know what? It's quite nice That's when you say. Ha- yeah, you should say. <laughs> Just dragging some old lady behind you on a lead. Come on, Olive. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I'd speak like that. Well, she might. But... She might. She, well, she might say that. Come on, Dan. She's dragging you, more likely. We are recording in Just Voices Studios today. <laughs> we are recording in Just Voices Studio today. It's a brilliant studio, very reasonably priced. If you want Central London Studio without the Central London prices, then you can't go wrong here. We love it here. Visit them at justvoicesagency.com and speak to Simon. We're now on iTunes, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, Can I just say it's blue in here and I like blue too. Yeah. In the studio. So yeah. people who like blue, that's the studio for you. You're not feeling blue. No. Good. <laughs> we'd like to say we're on iTunes. We've had some lovely reviews so far. Don't be shy. Do please keep dropping nice reviews. Dan, what do you want to say about that? But about reviews? Yeah. Just what you said, really. Okay. <laughs> what else is there to say? I just, just don't give us any shit ones. Yeah, basically. If you got if you think we're shit. Keep that to yourself. Yeah. You know, share it if you think it's good, yeah, right? Put that on YouTube comments, not on this. Yeah. yeah. The wrong place. Yeah. Pick your battles. <laughs> because you what? would lose this one. <laughs> Olive will get you. You know what I mean? What is that? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, today's guest is Phil Hawkins, who has not only made over 100 adverts, won 15 awards, and has directed five feature films, including Being Sold, which he made in two days. And the horror feature film, The Last Showing, starring Freddy Krueger himself, Robert England. Welcome to the show, Phil. Hello. Hey, Hello. Phil. It's quite hard not to talk during that bit. I don't know whether you're supposed to like come in and wait for my voice, but you started talking about dogs. I'm like, I didn't know this was a dog podcast. Well, because you awesome. also have a rescue dog. Yeah, I have a rescue dog. Yes. Yes. There we go. Handshake. There My we go. Hero. Boom. A rescue that. from Hungary. She's called Molly. Amazing. And she's probably listening. So, Molly. Hey, Molly. Oh, oh my God. She's just run around in Yeah, she is going, huh? What? Oh, it's probably shit drove, herself. <laughs> I just drove through Hungary. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I just drove through oh, Hungary to Romania to get Olive. Oh, wow. Last week. Oh, well, yeah. They, yeah. They, they'll have a common kind of experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. Adopt, don't shop. Yes. Yes. That is it. I'm holding a Blu-ray DVD in my hand. Proper packaged Blu-ray DVD. Blue as well, your favourite. Which is the last showing. It's blue again, and it's Phil's DVD. Yeah. This isn't a joke. This is the real deal. Mm-hmm. It is. Just so it's, you know. Uh, thank you, Sony Pictures, for uh, <laughs> giving these, Sony giving out freebies. We um, are giving this away to one lucky punter if you want to win this fantastic dvd of the last show starring robert england and finn jones from game of thrones and iron fist um then all because of me obviously yeah all because of yeah. Phil hawkins then please <laughs> um subscribe to us on itunes leave us a review and we're going to pick the best one and you can win that and we'll send it to you how about that mm, sounds good love yeah. it 
Yeah. Um, so this pod is all about helping people, inspiring them into making films and into doing what they really love doing, whether that's screenwriting, working behind the scenes or actually being a director. Um, and we do whatever we can to help people do that. Well, I'm a fan of the podcast. I've said like that's Thank when you. I think we I retweeted that as a good podcast and I think that's when you got in touch. But, yeah, it uh, is. But no, it's great. It's, it's really surreal seeing you do the intro when I've heard it. Uh, times. I have to put the music on. That music drives me insane when I'm editing it because it's ding ding. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it comes out really loud at yeah. the beginning. I have to really drop the volume and it does But it's good you're on iTunes now because now I can download it properly and run. No offence to SoundCloud. But, uh, totally, yeah. You yeah. can hear it on the you're, you're tube You're accepted way. into the podcast world. world now. Yeah. Well, we wanted to do it that way to build a following first so that when we went on iTunes, mm. we'd, we'd mm. reach the top of the charts and we did. Got yeah, it was great. Two, well done, guys. Yeah. Pretty Thanks. impressive. If we're done. We'll probably hit number one with this. Yeah. Well, now. I wouldn't be surprised. Now. Probably the last show. <laughs> hey, DVD we're giving away a Blu-ray. I mean, yeah. Hey, right. All that, my mum is going to be all over this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. Like that. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, well, okay. I <laughs> shouldn't. Um, speaking of mums, um, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> you started like a lot of filmmakers. You started off making films when you were about 13 mm. in your garden. Jurassic Park was one of your favourite films. Mm. I'm fascinated to know what your short film of Jurassic Park that you made in your garden when you were 13 was like. <laughs> well, actually, uh, Jurassic Park was really kind of, um, you know, kind of biblical to me, so I didn't really touch it. I just studied it. It was more Star Wars. I made Star Wars movies. Okay. So uh, I think a little bit later on in high school, an actor who I still work with, he uh, was kind of in this film with me. We made like a rip-off of, um, of The Phantom Menace. Uh, and we made, it was, it's like a 70-minute like film that I shot in my high school, trying to turn corridors into like spaceships and Amazing. dressing people up in cardboard to be robots and all this kind of stuff it's really good fun i mean it's, it's awful uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> it's really good fun who's the original so uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he yeah he did i just said no, what everyone was thinking uh, no, no look if, you, if you're listening to this and you like the prequels then just just don't just turn off because, you know, yeah. it's a podcast of taste. It is a podcast yeah. of taste. <laughs> Go watch um, Phil's short film instead. <laughs> so much uh, So, yeah, so he's just by that, really. And okay. um, and that was kind of my film school, really. I um, said there's a really good way to do it, though. Because film schools wouldn't let me in. Do you know what? No. We've been seeing this Isn't a bit. Film schools have done this to a lot of big yeah, yeah. people who are directing in the world or making films in this. World. And Phil's got a Blu-ray. What have you ever done? Yeah. <laughs> film I've got, schools. I've got in a Blu-ray. It's got a cardboard sleeve and a plastic thing around it. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Do you know, um, yeah, but you, sometimes you, you learn more on the job. You learn you more making films yeah. sometimes than you do at film school. I heard this a lot. Mm. Um, film schools aren't necessarily the way to go. Though they can be as well. Mm. You can yeah, they can them. be. I think the thing is, I mean, I, I, I'm still in my year out <laughs> i took a year out and then i never ended up going a bit uh, late now yeah it's it? a bit that's probably imagine a you turning up now sort of um, imagine, yeah go, hi guys hi guys they're like um phil you're a little bit overqualified <laughs> yeah. for this but no i really want to learn from you guys uh-oh the uh -oh. teachers are going uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> i just knew about to direct and that's kind of i just beeline towards that and it was only really the short films I was making that were getting noticed by kind of industry, many commercials, that's how I fell into the commercials world. They'd seen those films and they're kind of, that's what got me my kind of first running gig. Didn't you, you made a short for the BBC when yeah. you were 16? Yeah. Was that before you got running gigs? Or yeah, you... funny enough, it was at the screening of that film that the next day I got my first running gig. But the short for the Beeb was... Um, yeah, tell us about that. Uh, it was, uh, I was on a, um, they had a thing called the Mentor Project in mm -hmm. Manchester. And it was mainly about just learning different 
departments of television, kind of like an extended work experience thing um, that you kind of went in every week and worked in a different department. And then they had a little bit of money at the end, which to me was like a gazillion of dollars. Of course, back then. Uh, I think 16. it was like a grand or something wow. to make a short film. So I, I made this kind of film called The Dotted Line. Not kind of film for The Dotted Line. I, need to, <laughs> I made a kind to, of film. I need to remember that line. on a podcast. So <laughs> yeah. It probably won't be edited. I need to <laughs> speak, speak proper. Um, the, uh, uh, the film called The Dotted Line, it was, it was sort of uh, the Rosa Parks story, but set in a kind of, well, pre-Black Mirror, kind of Black Mirror-esque world where people were branded uh, fat and thin. And that was kind of the sort of black and white divide. It was all about weight. To um, do that at that age, though, at 16. I mean, I say it now, like, it's really cool. I just kind of wanted to shoot, like, you know, a bus and a guy with a gun and, like, a police standoff. That's basically what got me started. Right. So Charlie Brooker must have seen that. He must then have seen that. Oh, yeah, Black Mirror. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did, you, did, you, did you write that short? I did write that at short, At 16, yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, I've still got it somewhere. I should dig it out. You, should, it you should put it on YouTube. But funnily yeah. enough, uh, Gareth David Lloyd, I think, his name he kind of went on to be a series regular in Torchwood okay. he was in that and a few other, few other people let's talk about your first feature it was Women of Troy yeah. and it was the play of that and mm-hmm. you filmed the play mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. you obviously started off directing theatre as well mm-hmm. is that how you got into that Tell yeah us. I um, it came it was with my it was around college in Manchester and they because they were so good uh, mm-hmm. the government gave them a bit of money to educate some other colleges and um, Euripides is a very hard thing it's a very dry kind of text uh, <laughs> yeah. especially you know for, for, for teenagers and the like yes. uh, it's not as if you're studying Shakespeare you can stick on Basil Evans, Romeo and Juliet and you go there you go you know so we kind of had the idea not that I'm comparing my film to Baz Luhrmann's uh, amazing movie why not Um, a little less guns it's much better (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah we and it was it was a way of just filming the play really so mm. it was accessible I think it's you know gone on to bore many a drama student because you know it sold all over the place it sold to all the uh, school you did really yeah, well I'm with it I'm that guy I'm sorry if you saw that film because mm. I have come across some people like Oh, oh! We yeah, had to watch they wheeled that, the TV yeah. out, and thank you. Wheeled it out. I remember uh, that. Yeah, they were wheeling the yes. TV out. Yeah. and we'd all go, "Oh, good, we don't have to do work." But oh my god, we've got to watch this, got this thing. This, this horrible. This. Film. What is this um, <laughs> film theatre thing? But yours is really good. It's really well. It's interesting, well shot. Thank you. It's not a typical one that I saw mm. when I was at school. We watched these sort of things. Yeah, it's very, uh, very minimalist, and you know, we tend to work in what we had, which is a black, black box, black theater, box, you know, and a bit of a set and. Uh, and just some very some brilliant students it's very Danish Wommy was in that and there's a few other actors in that that have just been great and yeah. they're all part of the course and uh, and it's just nice to be kind of invited back it wasn't really what I thought my first feature would be sure but, but again y- jumped at it yeah, to, to do it um, and you know it's worked well and I still show it to people now you know, like scenes from it now because actually so, you know we all get very obsessed with what camera shooting uh-huh. on and whether we've got a track mm-hmm. and dolly and all yeah, this stuff all actually that. when it comes down to performance of drama it's like two great actors and some you know great dialogue it comes down dialogue. to story it really mm. does it can be beautifully shot mm. it can be acted amazingly but if the story doesn't work mm. people just switch off yeah it just it really does that this filmmaking is mm. all about story get your story right mm. and you'll for, it's, you'll forgive it if it's shot on one of those big old mm. video cameras or mm. even your iphone okay. so how did you go from you went from there doing women of troy to becoming you know, a, a full-time director. How was that transition? What happened? Uh, yeah, it's, com- it was, it's commercials, really. I mean, I... Um, you got an agent? W- 
I know actually. I've only only just got an agent recently, uh, okay. which is yeah, which is bizarre. When you think about it, but I kind of fell into like a full time job for a, a production company in Manchester in commercials uh, and kind of learnt the ropes of commercials and the kind of poli- the, the sort of political side of ad agencies and clients and that mm. kind of thing through the eyes of like a lot of different directors. You know, sort of assisting four or five directors, and you know, eventually got the chance to you know directs a no budget one for i think for the nspcc that won a few awards and mm-hmm. and i was editing for them at the time as well so you know so i was doing a lot of different things and it came to the point where i was like i need to just concentrate on the directing and i think i've got enough of a reel to hopefully get out there and and brave the big wide world of freelancing um yes. that's how i'm a, a working director is because of commercials if it was just to film then i i wouldn't i'd have another job because sure. you know yeah. Until we make the big films, there's not there's not much money not in it at money. all. And you made over a hundred commercials, right? I mean, that's a lot. Wow. It's quite a lot. Yeah, it's quite a lot. And I you just, look so um, young. <laughs> you look young. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I did. I yeah, I got my first commercial paycheck when I was twenty, twenty-one. Yeah. Um, and that, I thought I'm going to keep that check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like two years ago. It's been a busy year. It's been um, busy two years. <laughs> no, I'm 32. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't ask a lady her age. But yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So you know, still very young. I still mm. sometimes I get in commercials. You know, because I work on some pretty big mm. things now. That you know, there's there's quite a lot of money behind them. Uh, you know, multi-million pound ad campaigns, and sometimes. Mm. Uh, they kind of look behind you as you walk into the room when you meet the client for the first time and go, oh, no, oh. no, no, you're the, okay. Oh, he's not no, the runner. No, no, he's, he's not bringing not, them no, in. he's not getting me tea. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> this guy? That guy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but then I open my mouth and then, you know, say mm. some stuff. And, and they go, oh, that stuff sounds he, good. He knows Hopefully. what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I've been pretending for a know, long time. For a long now. time. So yeah, so commercials, uh, you know, are a very nice way of earning a living. Mm. Uh, you've done I stuff have, yourself, yeah. yeah. So you know, the money's great, and uh, you know, not everyone's making the John Lewis Christmas ad. Well, no. one person's making the John yes. Lewis director. One person is. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a very interesting world. It's a very different skill. But then when you look at some of the greats that have come from commercials, you know, Ridley like Scott, Scott mm. you know, see people like Spike that, Jones. and it's the attention to detail mm. um that 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 comes from commercials i just find myself framing differently or tweaking something very subconsciously and going oh i'm only doing that because of commercials you know um, i see what well, what's what, yeah talk us through the, the difference between feature film and commercials then in, in your eyes what what is it do you look for a certain obviously the shots have to be quicker mm. what what is it that you're looking for i, I think um you just got a lot of time in a commercial but you've also got a lot of people and 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 if sometimes can feel like directing by committee really you know especially kind of early on you know until you've got a kind of reel behind you where they're like well i've seen his work mm. i kind of trust his opinion i'm i'm very involved with the kind i love to be by the by the monitor and talk them through and have and have it out about everything i don't hide and i think some directors uh i've seen it like to hide or keep the client away or mm-hmm. or you get crew trying to distance them from you as if sure. they're doing you a favor and you're like no no like it's just making me walk longer <laughs> you know you bring mean. him here yeah. not that close but bring him here okay because you know at the end of the day I'm, I'm i'm making something for them and um i think commercials can be very if you get into the point where it's us and them i'm going to do this thing for me and that for them mm. then you in my opinion you're doing it the hard way yes um because you know 
you should have a you know an opinion a creative opinion about why something maybe is the right way to do it in your opinion um and it's about articulating that to right. 10 ad people yeah and ad agency people an and four well. clients and they've mm. all got their opinion and they're all there for their opinion and sort of managing that can be a bit like Sometimes like the performing monkey, you know, you go shoot something, go back to Morrison and like, guys, how is that? It's brilliant. Okay, cool. Yeah, any, any, any notes? Yeah, we all love um, it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you can do a bit of that. And um, I'm lucky, you know, that now, now I've got a bit of a real and bit of experience mm. that, you know. Um, they trust you. Yeah, they, they trust yeah. you. But there's always something where, oh, we're not sure. And I always shoot something extra, and, you know, if they're really not sure about something, and I, so I can illustrate why I think this is the right way or the wrong way. But there are no, even on film, there are no like bad ideas, you know, from mm. anyone. If sometimes the client or someone can say um, something, you know, suggesting like actually that is a bloody good idea, Great. let's do it. Mm. You know, so I think you need to be open to it or have the confidence to be open to it. I think, I think a, a, a bit of a maybe a trait of people starting out is they're afraid to ask you know yes. afraid to be open uh -huh. um for maybe the fear of looking like you don't know what you're doing absolutely which the secret is guys nobody knows what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> we're just pretending it's true <laughs> who you, can uh, pretend better yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's all it is do you still obviously you're doing treatments and stuff for all yeah. the adverts you do every single one yeah yeah i guess a lot of people don't know how much work goes into a, a lot commercial, of work a lot of work a lot mm -hmm. of meetings i just had a two and a half hour meeting this morning about a, a commercial um uh, just talking to the client through every frame and everything mm -hmm. we're doing, the costume, the lighting, that you know, the actors, yeah, spending a lot of money, uh, a lot of money uh, on making these things, and also on the airtime, and it's got to have results. Like mm -hmm. their jobs on the line, you yes. know, um, yeah, and uh, and they've got to work, you know, and that's why I like to be open because if you try and go in and go, oh, well, actually, when I get to set, I'm just going to shoot this thing because it's better yeah it's like you just all you're going to end up is just fighting it's true in the edit they're going to be <laughs> no. disappointed and, they're going to uh, yeah, want to yeah. reshoot and, and and you know and you want repeat business mm -hmm. you know yeah. certain clients have been working with for years which is lovely and great yeah. you know and sometimes you don't get your way and sometimes you do but in the day you pay, they're paying you very well to make their ad and then that is their ad it's, yeah it's interesting um so then you 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 sort of made your first non-theatrical non-theater based mm -hmm. film with um with butterfly tattoo yeah now so i'm going around the houses here aren't i no this is great <laughs> this is perfect now, um, now this is adapted from philip pullman's book mm -hmm. how was that for you obviously you did you get approached to direct this how was the uh, work with this? yeah it was um i think they were looking at a few people um and uh i just and obviously we were trying that won a few awards uh and uh it was a dutch production company uh mm -hmm. quite new producers had the rights um and uh i read the book and i think it's around christmas time and uh it was just roman julia and uh sure. which you know i love mm. so i just kind of got stuck in they asked for a few notes on because we didn't have a script at that point about a few notes on how i would look to adapt it if i was going to adapt it okay. um, just from a directorial point of view and i came up with this mass like i think i went to commercials brain overdrive and okay. did this massive document of references and mm -hmm. images and you know how did because it because it, it was quite an old book by then you know one of the big plot points was an answering machine message on a tape and obviously we had to involve technology and sure. the dreaded mobile phones that you always have to get mm. rid of 
uh, which I'm sure you've had yeah, experience yes, in doing. Indeed. And then, yeah, and I think I just, that treatment really worked. And then, yeah, we shot it. And we shot it the same time as the Golden Compass. To, so, to, to go on the back of that success as yes, well? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. That was the plan. But Philip would come to our set. And he liked our set because uh, we he had tea in actual cups as opposed to <laughs> polystyrene, which is quite funny. Wow. So yeah, so we sing at the same time. So we're just a little dirty indie shooting around Oxford. That's so cool. Um, and where did you raise the money? How did the money come um, about? It was sort of crowdfunding, but it's like pre-Kickstarter. Okay. So it was a way of they sold shares in the film and it was many businesses that took them up on it, but wow. they funded it. I think they had an article in the Financial Times something about the film and they uh-huh. kind of got the money in like a day. Cause it was really oh. novel. What, how much um, money? I think it was like, th- I think the end was about 300, 350,000 euros, I think. Wow. Um, That's still impressive. It was around that time. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, and I mean, you know, now I call myself a reluctant producer because you kind of had mm-hmm. to, but at the time I was sort of blissfully ignorant. Like, no, I'm just a creative. I don't, I don't know about the money. <laughs> uh, and uh, that didn't last very long. Uh, and, you know, still, still proud of the film, still proud of, you know, what, what we achieved and, mm. and had very mixed reviews, very mixed success, sure. um, as any indie does. Did better in the States than it did in its own country, but we had a little theatrical release here. And so, yeah, it was a massive learning curve from that from that perspective how did it feel on your first day uh, it's always nice to go if you can remember that first day of going I'm actually because uh, Women of Troy was a feature yeah, film but it wasn't, wasn't yeah, the same this no. is I a just feature felt, I just felt ready I don't, I don't oh, know if you ads by then but I just felt I, I'm, I over prepare and then basically I really um, not looking him in the eye because it feels like I'm just uh, just uh, flirting with him but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I really respect what the That's actor Dan, by can the way, bring. Not me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not you, Dan. Oh, it's all about Dan. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, he, I, I really respect what the actor can bring to something. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to be so snow blind. I don't know what it's like when if you ever work with directors. It's like, okay, when well, you stand here and turn on this line, and then we need to sit down, yeah. and then you know you go. It's horrible. I, well, actually kind of thought I could just stand for this thing. And yeah, then, I mean, it takes know. anything organic from it. And it's yeah. uh, you, you, you figure, why didn't you just go get someone off the street? You don't need, to, you don't need an actor to do that. You just need a mimic. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely agree. And, and then if there aren't any ideas that come from that or, you know, or it's just a kind of how do you see it or that kind of thing, then I've always got my very detailed very detailed plan so you prepare um, over the top so you're like storyboard you get your shot list yeah, you've blocking got plans, blocking plans whole, you've got all your images works. what you want it to yeah, look like and yeah. then you come to set and you kind of forget it a little bit and yeah, see I what works of, yeah I mean I've probably a little bit more obsessed with the image on Butterfighter 2 because I was really obsessed with it you know looking like a movie mm. and I remember uh, like they, I think the camera assistant um, put little heads you talk, guys talking about this with somebody else yes with Staten on um, yeah, um, yeah put little heads on my out. monitor because it would frame something and go is that is that movie like and then you see the little heads and imagine a cinema screen and go whoa swing a lens guys let's go wider um, <laughs> but just uh, it was a very easy uh, well the first shot the first scene was just our lead actress kind of waking up okay. and I kind of did this really because also you're kind of proving yourself to the crew yes you yourself. want that so you're like, you want the first yeah. shot so, yeah. on, so on the sides on the schedule it's like you know Jenny opens her eyes yeah. you know and, the and you go okay, great. yeah and that, that be, then you got this amazing like shot plan I'm going to track at this I'm going to pull out and this, reveal yeah, everyone this everyone goes this guy knows what he's yeah, doing he's like, yeah. well it looks like a movie guys <laughs> And then, and then we're then we're shooting in the um, in the youth hostel place, Oxford, and uh, we had a scene, and I just I don't know what it was, it just like broke out in kind of this rash. Oh no! I don't know whether it was like stress or reaction Probably. to makeup or something. 
then I had to kind of rethink because it's like, oh, actually, I can't shoot from that side now. Uh, oh. And it was all fine. It all went away. But it was suddenly like the first day, you know, like, oh, I can't shoot by the actors. Yeah. And imagine yeah. if you were stuck to that plan. Imagine if you were like, no, I have yeah. to do this. I can't think outside the box. Yeah. You'd have been buggered, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. So it's good that you have that open mind. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I think, um, you know, when we get to that last showing, it's a really interesting mm. uh, way of doing it there when you work with someone like Robert in that way but mm. I won't skip ahead I keep skipping around my first day on the dare I said the same thing I said I'm going to make it really easy my first shot it's not going to be big because I want you know it's first shot mm. no it was the it was the stag do scene so I had so many people the smoke mm. machines weren't mm-hmm. working properly the terror deck monitor wasn't working <laughs> so all the execs who'd come to see my first shot yeah. were in the tent not being able to see anything yeah. and it was one of those was like no it was so complicated and so difficult but yeah. i just i remember turning to andy roger the dop and just saying turn over and just turn over do you know what let's see what everyone yeah. does i'm gonna say turn over now mm. the actor's ready he's in place the crew are all sat there so why not turn mm. over suddenly everyone went, oh god oh my god bang clap the ball goes yeah, and i go, yeah. got my shirt first yeah. shot in the cab yeah and it was just nice to get that yeah. done but i think for the next all one t- everything's all talk until yes. the first day on set yeah and actually in now is as a as a producer of film it's like nothing's real until you're on the first day of set you know, yeah a i few, felt the same way it's films that you know i'm sure mm. you guys in development staff and we're obviously in development and things mm. and you're trying to get over the line but it's, n- it's not real until you're shooting it's so like, true it's all talk it's all talk yeah, the money like, can fall like, away last minute every day's the can bloody film festival you know it's kind <laughs> of like people wandering around saying how many movies they're making when they haven't mm. made anything yes um, they're the ones and, we avoid uh, yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> we try to so I, 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 I just the thing the thing about podcasts or whatever is that I, I kind of um, just kind of like to be open about how I feel about certain things and uh, the Cannes Film Festival if I will do anything to avoid going I'll literally do anything because I think it's the most vacuous boring waste of space you know place and and I think it can prey on people and suck people in because it's a business and um, and uh, there's nothing worse than you know, it's just because it's like ninety percent bullshit. Of course, you it know, is. A lot of maybe actors, more, lot of more than ninety percent bullshit. Producers, yeah, and the people that are doing the business are doing it because they're there for meetings and in the hotels and yeah. stuff They've like that. They've done it without you yeah. guys. And then, yeah, you know, they're not walking the promenade. I think it's a good thing to experience to go walk around the market and realize that next year all of those things you see will be on, yeah, you know, either be gone yeah. or, or not being flogged or just down on the next tier or back here thing. again yeah. Just, yeah trying to so flog it again so it's good to see it from a market perspective but please don't waste your money going every year guys yeah. just make another film yeah go make a <laughs> film <laughs> totally. we could for the price of it yeah. um, okay so Phil hi there's, there's clearly a typo on my uh, on my research yeah clearly a typo because what it says here is that you did Being Sold next in and that's a feature film that you shot in two days it must mean weeks no, it was it was uh, it was two days. Right. Yeah. Can you please <laughs> explain how the fuck <laughs> manage this <laughs> with that. names as well? This yeah, isn't like um, messing around. It was yeah, insanity. And I, I actually um, don't quite know what happened. <laughs> do you know when you get really? in the zone? Well, do you know? Well, do you know? Because you just all you can do is react, yes. right? Because you're shooting so fast. All you can do is react. Mm-hmm. So you get to the end of the day and go. Did I shoot the scene? Oh, yeah. Did I get the close-up? Did I get this? It came because I did Butterfighters 2. That got seen by a few people. I ended up in development hell on a few projects, working with producers that couldn't get the money together or had the money together but didn't want to press the button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just frustrating a couple of years. And I realised I'd not shot any drama. Uh, and I can't remember who was 
on the phone to someone and I kind of said, I'm just going to shoot a film. I'm just going to shoot a film in two days. Just I could do a feature it. in two yeah. days. And then they, I think there was laughter. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and it's kind do. of like a rag to a bull. Mm. You know? And mm. I'm like, no. And then I just got thinking about it. And it's like, actually, yes, it's a gimmick. And yes, you know, but you ne- need something to kind of raise your head above the noise. You yeah. know, that whole can floor. Like mm-hmm. you need something. And it's it, it's it's a good tag, right? You yeah. know, so you can make a half decent film with a story like that. Mm-hmm. And there is a full documentary about how we did it. I think it's on YouTube or something. And, and it was basically it was about the first guy to sell himself online, so kind of you know satire. And it was all set in real time. It's kind of leading up to the last hour of the bid when the kind of local news gets the attention of it and it becomes a bit of a media frenzy. Yeah, frenzy. Mm. So I had this idea. It was actually a short that I'd written. I was going to do it as a short. And funny enough, it was a short that I kind of went round the, at the time it was Northwest Vision, you know, that whole, it's now Creative England or whatever it is, obviously different people, guys. But yeah, they kind of didn't quite get it uh, as a short and I tried to go around a few places and thought, no, I think we can do this as a feature. There's something more about it. There's some more, there's more depth to it. So uh, basically just blocked it like theatre really. It was like one day was inside the house and one day was outside the house. Five cameras. Wow. uh, And it was kind of really rewarding to not worry about the frame so much do you yeah. know what i mean it's like i can't obsess about well you can't in that you know, situation you no. just got and i think there's a few key moments where i mean the opening shot was important to me we did like a wanna in a steady cam mm-hmm. to kind of set the tone and what we're going to do and we did a few wanners steady cam wanners around uh, and there's some kind of prettier shots for some key moments which basically means the time I was able to flare. Uh, <laughs> I love a flare. Uh, and yeah, and just, just shot it like that. And the reason why we got the names was, A, we you know, were doing that, and also we were, were raising money for Amnesty because it's kind of a loose connection to kind of human trafficking. Sure. And, you know, I remember like speaking to uh, like Leslie Joseph's agent and saying, yeah. got this great role, like, come in. We need it for... A couple of hours. We need it for like an hour. <laughs> Uh, on this day yeah. and well, you, you need you need you mean a day right you need a couple no no literally an hour like you can her her car can wait <laughs> you know because i have no t- her scene is in real time yeah, it's and it- outside needs to come in do it and then and then leave so i think the more crazy you know uh lovely actors that heard about it the more people kind of got involved and that's how we kind of got John Thompson and mm-hmm. uh, Justin Morehouse and like just a load of comedians that were kind of like this guy is nuts. Yeah, I'm he's going to do this. Yeah. I think once mm. you know Lee Borman was wonderful. He's um, great. He's great. Lee. And he, you know he because he was obviously both days and he got involved in Eva Pope as well. Mm-hmm. You know once we got those guys, obviously they obviously have a lot of friends and yeah. comedians and actors. And I think one side passed the test a little bit with those guys. Yeah. I think they're a bit like you need to like come down and just just be get involved yeah. in this because this is like really fun and also absolutely fucking nuts so yeah. like and if you can pull it off it would be pretty cool how did um, how did you pull it off how did you because there's a there's a big crowd scene there's police there's there's sirens there's lighting yeah. you've it's a big it, it, i mean it's project. a challenge you know dp that had uh do, you know it's a bit of a challenge because it was like i want to be able to put the camera anywhere mm. and follow someone into a room and out of a room how do you light a house like that and make it look good and, and how do you do that and not see the other cameras as well yeah. well funny enough you do see the other cameras but because by that point 
it's and a certain news. Yes, I so see. So you, right. I, I, and I, I'm, obviously, if you look at it, Finland's going, oh, that's a red over there. It's yeah, not, and that it's one's not a not. news camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but screw it. Like, it's all part of the spirit of it. And, you know, you just get caught up in the story uh, and uh, the relationship between, you know, him and his his family that he's losing and, and his best mate, who's a bit of a child, <laughs> <laughs> who's helped kind of propel him to this kind of fame that means it's going to cost him his life. And we don't really know what happens next but and that was kind of really important for me as well is to have the non-hollywood yes. ending mm. yeah i still love the end sequence i still so think good. it's you know it really works but it was not a crazy idea and then again because we shot it for next to nothing mm-hmm. there was no real pressure so there's a company called distrify which is yes, huge yeah. now yeah, but we were one of their first films uh and we launched edinburgh festival and we did like a whole live stream thing with that you know and we sold a few dvds and and i think you know uh, it it's kind of it's sort of onwards now. I mean, Butterfly Two and that they're not on Netflix because they're pre-Netflix and all mm. this kind of stuff. And we could probably go back and try and it probably could now sell them. You know, when get a moment to go back and do that stuff. But yeah, it's uh, well, it's on iTunes, I think. Yeah, iTunes being mm-hmm. sold is on iTunes. So being sold got sold. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's incredible. From you just going, do you know what? I'm just going to make something in two days, which is an inspiration for anyone wanting to go make a film and saying, do you know what? I might not have the big budgets to do three mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. you know if i'm lucky mm-hmm. actually let's do something in two days mm-hmm. i've got a contained thriller yeah. i can do in my house yeah. let's do it like a theater play yeah. film it really well get yeah. a great dp yeah. great actors again do it comes down to acts and performance yeah. you know it's like people can forgive a bit of shakiness yeah, and there's a they lot can. of shaky in being yeah. sold um <laughs> well some of your cameramen have been jostled yeah, by yeah. wannabe extras yeah, who are wanting to be in it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but you know again a good story that's what that's that's kind of what's at the heart of it and talking yeah. of good stories let's go on to the last showing this is a psychological thriller with a two million dollar budget mm-hmm. um and the film was released by sony pictures it stars robert england obviously freddy krueger it's pretty acclaimed role for him as well uh finn jones from game of thrones emily barrington was in humans and was in uh, in between us too mm-hmm. uh, as a quite annoying traveler and keith allen as well uh, it's now available on amazon prime we're giving away the dvd mm-hmm. it's fantastic film let's talk about that film how did it come about how did you go from making something you know in two days to making a n- big movie like that? Uh, it, it's sort of the, you know, the this kind of rites of passage, isn't there, as a director, is like you've got to do a horror or a thriller because mm. they're cheap to make, they sell, you know, you uh-huh. make a half-decent one and it gets your kind of name out there. And they also have the opportunity to break out like any other genre. I mean, you see a film like It Follows, yes. things like, which oh, are just you know, amazing. G- uh, yeah, get of out all the films well. you think, I wish I made. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it Follows, like, it's so simple idea. Oh, so simple, yeah. but so good. Oh, so how clever. fucking annoying. I know, how fucking annoying. Yeah. It's nothing well, worse well than done. you see a movie like that. Like, fuck's sake, I could have um, done that. So, <laughs> I couldn't. And I think... I really like meta horror. I really like mm. the, you know, that that whole side of things. Obviously, Cam in the Woods and things like that. Yes. Um, uh, Scream, obviously, being the essential meta horror. It's a very interesting genre, or subgenre rather. And I knew I didn't want to make something that was too by the numbers. Uh, well, I sat down to make a by the numbers film because I kind of had this idea that some people were stuck in a cinema because I once got locked in a cinema. Basically, it was a multiplex, the AMC in Manchester. Yeah. Um, and uh, had, a, had a lift down to the car park. So I got in the lift, realised mm. I'm not validating my ticket. Oh, shit. I was being cheap. So I got back in the lift, went back up. And then I realised in the time it took me to go to my car and come back, they just 
left. I don't know whether the people going down the other lift, but I got out and I was wandering you around the cinema in. and like the yeah the popcorn machine lights were still on and the arcade was still going, yeah. but there was nobody. It's like it's really weird. Really like creepy. public places. I mean, look at the start of Twenty Eight Days Later. Yes, public mm. places that don't have people. Mm. Are very strange malls places. as well, shopping yeah. centres. Weird. Well, there's no one in it. Had a you know shooting commercials. You some you know go to places. You either shut them down mm-hmm. or you shut down streets or you know do all stuff. And they're, they're kind of eerie. Yes. You have to bring back the normality. You know of what you're doing. <laughs> so I thought, wow, there's something in this. How long did you stay in the cinema? Were you in there no, all night? No, it was, about, it, was, it was about I don't know how long I didn't want to get out my two pounds eighty. Did you steal no. some popcorn while you were there? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, sure. No, I wandered around <laughs> and I kind of was doing. Oh, hello. Yeah, hello laughing like oh I'm in a horror film yeah. think, people do this uh, and then I kind of enjoyed just wandering around it a little bit you mm. know and then eventually I found someone and, and then kind of left okay. um, but then that kind of sparked an idea and I was trying to think about it But so I was going to write a conventional slasher horror yes. but the more I started to write it the more it was more playing with the genre and then I suddenly came up with this idea because uh, I love film. I mean, one of my all-time favorite films is One Hour Photo. Yeah. Uh, love it. And yeah. Um, yeah. that's my touch point. That's my inspiration for it. And I really like the the villain being the hero. And mm. then, then I got into kind of, oh, there's a really interesting trope in horror about the villain, the hero role. And and within writing itself, the kind of three-act structure is like, okay, well, what if someone that is cine literate, which is this projectionist, uh-huh. and again, dying breed, film mm-hmm. and then i wrote it in my mind was like okay well who would be the best person to play that role and it would be amazing to get a horror legend because it's a meta yes. yeah. so i kind of wrote it with robert in mind Having, did you, you actually wrote it with yeah, him but, in mind like no, so no way of thinking thinking i'll get, I'll get him, get him yeah. at all but he would Completely. be ideal yeah. so you but had like, you had uh, ros hubbard and martin Ware casting is that how you got to him in the end that gave the, obviously the project weight yeah and yeah. you know they're brilliant in getting keith and uh and and casting finn and emily and saw some great actors that auditioned for it because they're um, um casting my next film the nobodies oh, okay yeah, ros and john hubbard are casting oh, right. that they're, they're really lovely yeah they're brilliant mm. and very supportive of new talent mm. and um and 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 that 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 all was good uh, but I think it came from, I think it was talking to producer um, Alex Bentley, who's like my features producer. And we just sort of thought, why not? Like, why don't we just send it to him? Yeah. We can't afford it. But yes. like, we can't afford his flight, you know. So, But you know what? If he says yes, then it's going to be worth losing, you know, just to get him over here, losing a few days off the schedule or, yeah. or whatever that is to try and make it work. Yeah. And then, yeah, within no time at all, I think a day, two days, I was on the phone with him uh, and he'd read it and loved it. And, you know, I'm still on the phone thinking, you know, the tongue's going to come out the phone. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. uh, You're in the back uh, thinking, huh? yeah, come yeah. on. It's like, right, yeah. <laughs> Bring your hand up, bitch. <laughs> um, and did that ever happen? Uh, no. <laughs> did you well, not ask him? No, yeah, I got to reenact it in a very strange... <laughs> very strange. Very strange way. Wednesday night. It probably wasn't um, his hand, to be honest. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a very strange Wednesday. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just like that. So, um, and then it was a funny conversation because, you know, he's a director himself and he's worked with the, you know, the greats and he really just loved, I think, the challenge. Because, you know, he, he's done some 
a lot of cameo stuff and in some films that you know probably not deserving of his talent Mm -hmm. and i very much knew that he's a trained theater actor you go back and watch him you know in uh, phantom phantom of the opera and and uh, a lot of his other stuff you go like wow like that's an actor that has become known for this role Mm. and loves the fans and loves the role he's not one of these guys that you know will turn away from it and uh, really respects the fans and what the film has done for his career but i think what was really interesting for him is not being wheeled out as the creepy guy yeah. like yes he's creepy in the film yes but yeah. it's, it's his film mm-hmm. and i think you know for him to get that and go wow like he wrote this wrote this for me and saw that it was meta and saw what i was trying to do with the genre and then so he's on the phone and I had to stop him at one point because he loves to chat as almost as much as I do. Uh, and uh, I was like, Robert, sorry, sorry. Oh, actually, Mr. England, sorry, stop. <laughs> are you are you pitching to me right now? Like, why you should do it? And like, well, yeah, like I'd really like to do it. I'm like, no, no, well, it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Yeah, you you don't just need to, to, to figure out how to yeah. like. I'll pay for your flight myself. Yeah, we exactly, just come, yeah. come out, come here. Yeah, I'm not going to, to Jason Voorhees here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he was amazing. He went to charity shops and found his costume and like, wow, it just, he Lord. got so involved in it and absolute pleasure. And from a directing point of view. Actually, we'd already shot like a week of the film before he'd come, like, oh, been part okay. of the set. So it's kind of strange because seeing all this stuff with Finn and Emily and the setup and, and their relationship and there being the cinema, and it's like, yeah, kind of, oh, what's it going to be like? What's the yeah, dynamic? It's going to change. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know whether the films are going to become something different when he arrives, mm-hmm. you know, in that kind of organic way. But what is fascinating is um, he's <laughs> kind of intimidating. He's like, you know, you get those shots, like an actor, the director's like, hold hold the cup up. Uh, ho- no, higher, higher. Put higher, it in shot. Higher. Okay, there. I know it doesn't feel natural, yeah, but yeah, it looks all right on the screen. It looks great on screen. He's one of those actors that goes, okay, right, I just need to bring the keys up. And he's like, what lens do you want? Oh, And you go, oh, we're on a, we're on a 50 or so. So here, Yep, you walk away going. Ah. Wow! I also remember the first time I like wasn't happy with something that he did, and mm-hmm. I walked over and because you're in it, just walked over and was like, "Yeah, you're like, you're you're." Uh, my whole thing was for him not to, uh, and not that he would um, uh, rely on being the creepy guy, mm-hmm. but because he he's quite sinister, you know, yes. just, he can be, he's just he can be quite, and he's very good at that. And what I wanted to do is make sure that I didn't do it for doing its sake mm-hmm. or allow him to do it when I wanted to always see the humanity in what he was doing or understand. So I think there was one point where I was like, you're doing the you're doing the creepy thing, like you're doing the sinister thing. Like, n- yeah. like we need to yeah. no, don't, don't do that. You know? yeah. And then and then kind of came away. So I walk away going, oh, God, oh my God, I just told him what to do. Yeah. Uh, but he probably uh, loved it. That's no, he the did, thing. Because, he was like, give he me just, more. Yeah, he just mm. like this is. I think he just and he said some very lovely things about the experience. Um, I know we're just talking about behind the scenes, and everyone goes, "Oh, he's a great guy to yeah, work yeah. with." He's amazing. But, um, but he was. But he he was, and and it, very challenging for me because you had someone like that who's a pro and hits his marks and. You know, you want to fine tune something and it is fine. It's like, you know, you turn one tiny little cog, you know, and, and the rest is the same. Like, it's very much like a beautiful performance in that way. And then someone like Finn, who sometimes never does the same thing twice in a really good way. Okay. You know, uh, and always is trying to play around and give you, and then you've got these two opposing styles in the same scene. And it's kind of thinking, how is this going to work? But then you see it and it's kind of electrifying. Yes. He's very still and composed. And, and and Finn's Fins. character in the film is 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 energy, energy, energy. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was great. It really Wonderful. kind of worked. It was shot so beautifully. Ed Moore was a DOP. Ed Moore, yeah. I, I think the look of it was delightful. And I know we're saying it's not important. Story's important. Mm. What's great here 
shows the story is really good. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I I was surprised that it hadn't got a a, a bigger yeah. audience. Mm-hmm. Do you know what 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 happened? Was because Sony released it. Yeah, I mean we we premiered at Fight Fest, uh, which is great. They were very wonderful, and also some you know having Robert definitely opened some doors, especially at horror festivals. Like everyone wants yeah Robert to come. Yeah, I mean we sold it to Sony. You know we sold it to Lionsgate in the states. We sold you know we it, 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 we sold you know and yeah. uh, which was fantastic because I set out to make a studio quality. British movie Which and did. we sold it studios mm-hmm. the only handheld shots in the film are, are when he's operating a camera and that's Kevin for the point of it and the rest right. of it 95% of the film shot off a crane even even dialogue scenes really you know, because I feel like hey that's what the Americans do that's what the studios do yeah. and I do on commercials like I hardly ever have a dolly I just have an arm I wow. find it I okay. find it find it I'm giving away my secrets now no, I find right. it quicker and easier and you can get the camera in more interesting places yes. and yeah. you can move you, it around yeah, much, it's you know, much and very very quickly and very easily or keep it where you want it you know yeah. and have it locked off and I static. love that I only had um, a camera for two days on the dare and I utilised that mm-hmm. camera as much mm-hmm. as I'm sorry Crane I only had <laughs> I had a camera I only yeah, had, I had a camera for two days the rest of it was just oil me painting my and tapestry yeah wait till you see this oh my god it's drawn with my bad storyboard <laughs> I only had a crane for yeah, yeah. the two days, and yeah, I really utilised mm. that and to make it. And you can come see, alive. I mean, it, and you know, there's uh, maybe you put a, a link to it. There's a there's a um, B roll thing that I think I put on Vimeo, mm-hmm. which is just an unedited view of the behind the scenes of the film. Yeah. You can see us using that crane just in very tight spaces as well. Yes, um, it's being brave really with it, yeah. and just kind of just trying to make it look like a like a movie. Yeah, you know? and you know, it's led on some really high. interesting. Yeah, these, you know, and stuff, um, which we can talk about now. Well, well, the Four Warriors. Yes. So that's a that's an action adventure family movie. Yep. Featuring Christian Nairn, yeah. who's Hodor. Hodor from the Game Hodor. of Thrones yeah. series, Hodor. and um, and that because you mentioned Lionsgate. Yeah. With the with the um the last showing, and, mm-hmm. and Lionsgate distributed that in the mm-hmm. US as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. You always always go back to square one. So <laughs> Lionsgate is like hey Phil. Like I saw what you did there, uh, make yeah. as a movie. Not quite there yet. Do they not? They don't come back to say. No, it's, oh, more like, uh, it's more like bastards. It's more. Love you, Lionsgate. <laughs> love you, Lionsgate. Yeah. Uh, you just more go back to square one. You make a film with a sales agent, yeah. so it takes it out. And because previous films have probably been sold by these things, maybe it lifts it a little bit. Mm. That was a much lower budget film that I was basically had some investors that wanted to dip their toe in and make a film, okay. but maybe didn't want to go into the. Big, big budget leagues. level that I needed for Baptism, which is another film that we're working on. So it was a way of making a movie. Uh, and again, I'd sort of fallen in commercials for a while and then kind of got out and made mm. this nuts kind of Game of Thronesy movie in like three weeks. Yeah, it was good, good, good experience. Very different. Because oh, uh, it's sword, swords and, and shields, right? Yeah, how, swords how, and shields how, and fights. And well, the guy, got... I did the flaming sword thing first, Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'll be doing that in the next movie. Yeah, one of my just, movies. Um, yeah, definitely. I, it's really good fun. It, it's very much a Sunday afternoon. You know, mm. no, nothing else is on. Like, all, all, <laughs> don't put yourself down channels, that badly. All channels have nothing stopped. Nothing else in no. the world is on. Yeah, a lovely channel. writer, actor, friend of mine, uh, Christopher Dane. He wrote it and uh, knows that genre very well and wanted to play that role. And because it's very, you know, budget wasn't huge, we could cast anyone we wanted to Which is lovely. so and yeah. my plan with that and still is 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 to is to be making high quality uh movies for vod or for dvd mm-hmm. that is uh, helping bring in new 
actors, new writers, new directors into a model that kind of works. Now, nice. it's, it's the plan was to have made another one by now or another two by now, mm. but it takes so long to get the money back mm. once you've sold it mm. that we're only just now getting to the point where we're like, let's let's we can look can at reinvest. making another one. So did so that made money then? So the four yeah yeah warriors yeah, actually. yeah. So so um, you know you either make something really 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 cheap mm-hmm. uh, and then hopefully it breaks out a very cheap genre piece that that breaks out well not breaks out it gets sold and you can make. You, you invested some money back or you go big and get go and play the big cast game and play with lots and lots of millions right. uh, oh, okay. and, so, and do that the, the middle ground's much harder so what about the low budget end what's the, in your view the best way to get financing for a low budget movie i think if you're making something which is not commercial then fine go the whole bfi route but i think if you're trying to make something that is inherently commercial and they'll probably cheat for saying this, but I've said it before and I'll say it again, is that they're not the, the most welcoming of people to that. They may say they are, but they don't really want to make those types of films. Mm. Um, and um, so I think it's, we've been very lucky uh, with just kind of finding some uh, kind of private equity investors through the EIS or SEIS schemes sure. uh, and raising money that way. And you sort of just try and I, I, I wish I could tell you where there's they no, are or who no they are. Um, sure. no, it's kind of that person or maybe that person or that person. A lot of them can right. be dead ends. A lot of dead ends. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes you get a gem that goes, oh yeah, I'll, uh, I quite fancy that. And then, then you know, then they get on board, and then it can all come together sort of quite quickly. What's the best piece of advice you could give someone to make a film on a low budget? What's the best to, to shoot something effectively, basically? There's that you know, there's the age of thinking, oh, write about what you know. But I think yeah, you know, filmmakers can take that as, as in make something with the means that you have. So you know, if 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 there's an interesting location or something that you know, everyone's mm-hmm. got interesting places they know or have connections to or, you know, that they can tell stories. I would say if you're trying to break out, make a genre piece because mm-hmm. you're going to be able to sell it a hell of a lot more easier. Mm, yeah. If you speak to any sales agent, you know, they'll say drama doesn't exist. Yeah. Drama is not a genre, guys. Yeah, you have to call you know? it something else. Um, it's got to be something. <laughs> yeah. That's not to say you have to just make a slasher. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at films that it follows, there are films like Buried, mm-hmm. films like, you know, these films that are fascinating and very interesting ways, very unique ways of looking at the genre that break out in a massive way. It's true. Um, yeah. They're actually quite simple ideas. And I think there's a beauty and simplicity. You don't need the big guns and explosions and things that you think you need to need to and you don't need the big cameras and the big mm-hmm. thing you need just a really good script um yeah and uh and some really good actors phil so, i yeah. think the most important question for, from today oh. for us is <laughs> if you if you could be any character from any film for the day <laughs> who would you be if i could be any character any character any film, any film mine, apart from freddy krueger yeah mine is um something about mary from Mary from something about Mary. Oh yeah, just to put it into she'd be she'd be pretty awesome. I think I I, I think I'd be (laughs) well. I'm gonna say Alan Grant from Jurassic Park because obviously I go back to that. Wait, which one's Alan Grant? So he's he's Sam Neill. He's what? He's Sam Neill. Oh, he's Sam Neill. That's what he's called. Alan Grant. That's his name. That's his name. I have no idea. Professor Alan Grant. Yes. All right. Okay. Right. He's he's supposed to be a fan. This one. (laughs) Professor Grant. (laughs) Professor Grant. Professor Grant. But then. But then Robert Muldoon... We have uh, a T-Rex! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> That's great. Um, 
<laughs> like I love it. Let's do let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, <laughs> let's do, do accents. I can I can do I'm every cut line. All the rest out. <laughs> Funny enough, on uh, yeah, on on last saying of me and Ed DP is a massive Jurassic Park fan, and we just play the score just throughout the cinema just as oh, we're yeah. setting up because it was so great. We, we were whistling it all the time on yeah. the set of Harsh Light. Like yeah, we were. Um, yeah. Annoying everyone. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I should have a more a cleverer. No, 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 no. You're sticking with that. But it's my first Oh, no. No, sorry. I'd be Mike McFlying back to the future. Of course you would. Of course you would. Sorry, Justin. Where we're going, we don't need cars. Roads. Fuck, I ruined it. Do it again. No, you can't edit that bit. Edit that. You've got to leave it in for the sake of integrity. And if you do edit that, in a second, I'm going to say, I can't believe you got it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Can't believe I got it wrong. Unbelievable. Supposed to be a movie guy. So, look, thank you so much. This has been an absolute Sorry, is this the longest podcast ever? I feel like we're talking for like 10 minutes. Best podcast ever this down no <laughs> cutting out and, and our guest is Phil I'll be Marty McFly and that's the end yeah <laughs> and then me going we have a T-Rex <laughs> and that's the end <laughs> where can people follow you fantastic Phil hopefully Morgan's. not down the street uh, but no I am on Instagram <laughs> I don't know um, Instagram and Twitter I am Phil M blog which nice. I've always wanted to change. You can. You can change it. You can, but I've sent it now and millions of people are going to listen to this. So we well, can change it now followers. and then literally when you get out of here, change it. Jowls. On the <laughs> Yay! So he's a um, I'm, yeah, Phil M. Blog or just stick my name into, into, uh, into Twitter or Instagram. And that is me. Um, follow him that, that and your website you is because there's so it's much Phil good work M.co.uk. yeah you can check you check that out there's a lot of uh, commercials so much good commercials on there if you want to see how some good commercials are things made yes on there there's, yeah, there's a bunch of bunch of stuff Wicked, um, yeah. on that and you can follow the filmmakers podcast at filmmakers pod uh, go to iTunes do support us do us a nice review and don't forget you can win the last showing on DVD by uh, subscribing and giving, giving us a nice review uh, Dan we're forgetting something aren't we where can we follow you Dan seven tenths can you explain? Dan seven tenths. Dan seven ones. You see, you don't you don't know what that is, do you? No, it's you just type just... in Dan and then the word seven and the Dan seven one zero THS. That's why I say that. You yeah, should but, change but that. Why is it Dan seven tenths? This is the this is what He's we all want to know. As a fan tenths. now, seven tenths of the planet is water, and I love water. Ah. I like, I like the ocean. I like, the ocean. You like animals. There you go. I like animals in the ocean. Yeah, much more important than well. <laughs> but yeah, Phil, thanks, Phil. Phil, this no, has been amazing. Yeah, man. It's really fun. So much knowledge. Really I really love it. It's going to be weird now because this is going to pop up when I'm running and I'm going to be able to hear myself. Yeah. yeah. You want to try music? Yeah. It's much more important. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, actually, I'm not going to listen to myself because I hate my voice. <laughs> no, you have to. But uh, uh, we'll make you. I'll be like, Phil, have you listened yet? No, unless you've edited me to sound half cleverer than I am. Then, uh... There's no need because you already are. Phil, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I, I can't wait to see the next film that you do. Um, Thank you. We're looking forward to it. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Phil. You. Bye. 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 <laughs>